Greetings and salutations, Elseworld citizens, and happy Wednesday to you all. Happy new comic book day. Hope you're all enjoying your day, and also, happy Superman day. Today, June 12th, is officially Superman day. As of uh, about five to six years ago, DC created it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my favorite Superman stories, favorite Superman arcs. We have some comic book news, and of course... We're going to talk a little Elseworlds in a certain point of view. So without further ado, let's get right into it. My name is TJ Aquilina. I am the host of Elseworld Citizen Podcast. You can follow me on social media at the TG Aqua on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at Elseworld Citizen and on Twitter at Elseworld Civ, C-I-V. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're listening on Anchor, please make sure to leave a voice message if you'd like to have your... Uh, question or comments featured on the show, please feel free to go ahead. Thank you so much for listening. If you're on Apple iTunes, please make sure to leave a review and give some comments. I'll make sure to keep up with those as soon as I can. And also, just a fellow reminder, if you need updates on the show or um, any information as to what's going on for upcoming episodes, please make sure to follow me on Instagram. That is where I do the most updates, where I add to my stories. So if you want to stay on the pulse of Elseworld Citizen, please make sure to follow me on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen. So let's get right into it. First things first, let's start off with some comic book news. This is coming out of Screen Rant. Um, This was actually coming from Tom King himself, who I follow on Twitter. If you don't know who Tom King is, he is a great comic book writer. He has been currently on the Batman Catwoman series run, which was initially supposed to be about 100 100 issues, but it's only going to be about 85. Um, That being said, though, he is concluding the story with a new character, a new villain, um, and this is also an inspiration from uh, the animated Batman series, or Batman film, excuse me, uh, Mask of the Phantasm. The Phantasm is going to be officially indoctrinated into Batman comics. This is the first time this character is ever appearing, and it's going to be, I think, a fresh take, especially since this is going to be a part of Tom King's Batman Catwoman series. So I'm really excited to see his interpretation of this character. For those of you that don't know, the Phantasm is a character from Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, which came out in the early 90s. Uh, it wasn't a major success at the box office, but it did incredibly well and uh, on DVDs and VHS, and it created a cult-like following um, outside of the Batman animated series run. I myself was a Batman animated series. I just, I loved it. I was a fanatic for it. And when Phantasm came out, my parents, of course, bought it for me right away. I used to watch it in the car. I used to watch it, um, I used to watch it at home again and again and again. I could probably... Uh, dictate that film verbatim uh, to this day. It's it's one of my favorites. And the Phantasm is one of my favorite characters too because it's such a striking character. It To, to best describe it to you, uh, take the mask from uh, Shredder, like take Shredder's mask, now put a hood over it and just give it this long, black, ghost-like, Days of Future Past uh, look to it with this massive scythe that is welded onto a metallic gauntlet. It is it is absolutely 
breathtaking um, or disturbing, depending on how you want to look at it. But I think it's a beautiful character's design. Very simplistic, but striking nonetheless. You know what you're looking at when you see that character. Um, and yeah, I'm super stoked. I'm, I love this. This is going to be officially the second character from the animated series and the animated films that is officially going to be created, brought into the comic book world. Our first one, of course, was Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn wasn't around before Batman the Animated Series. She was not a rogues gallery. She wasn't a character at all. She was created in the animated series to kind of give a, a back and forth for the Joker. And then in, in becoming such a pop icon was brought back into the comics she officially has she's had a huge success in the comics she's got a very successful comic book run different iterations different creations and now officially we get a phantasm creation in the comics i'm super stoked for it um and tom king himself actually tweeted out the cover um and on the top it has in big white font it says she awaits you so possibly a little spoiler there i don't want to spoil it for everyone um there are some articles online that already spoil who the Phantasm is as a character from the film. I'm not going to spoil that for you. I want you to be able to discover it yourself. So before this uh, interpretation of the Phantasm comes out, I would highly encourage you to either rent or find on digitally, because you, I think you can buy it digitally now on Apple uh, Movies. Buy it digitally. Uh, it's Batman Mask of the Phantasm. It's about an hour 45 run, I believe. It's a relatively short film. It is an excellent film, though. You've got Mark Hamill that voices the Joker. You've got Kevin Conroy voicing uh, Batman. Uh, just a stellar cast of characters. Um, definitely big into Batman lore, classic Batman lore. It has that. It was uh, one of the few um, post-animated series uh, films that actually still used black paper um if you don't know the animated series the reason why batman the animated series was so striking was because it instead of having to use white paper and use more ink and more coloring to make the scenes dark they just automatically drew on black paper so they had they they were forced to lighten up certain scenes but for the most part the scenes would be dark automatically because they used black paper it made it easier for them to draw night scenes um, and Mask of the Phantasm did the very same thing. They didn't do it for all of the scenes. You can tell when they're using it and when they're not, but they definitely used it for all the night scenes in Batman Mask of the Phantasm, and it works because the characters just become so much more striking in their design and in their movements. Um, with that being said, let's move on to Superman, our Superman theme. Uh, it is officially Superman Day. It was uh, deemed Superman Day when uh, Man of Steel came out back in 2013. But uh, what I really wanted to talk about was my favorite Superman moments. Um, I haven't been as big of a Superman fan when it came when it comes to comics. I loved him in the animated series. I watched his animated series. I have friends of mine who are hardcore Superman animated series fans. Um, but one of the thing, one of the episodes uh, that I truly cling to is the Superman and Shazam episode. There was an episode and a movie. There was a movie created uh, based on it too. But there is an episode where uh, Captain Marvel, aka Shazam, uh, has a bit of an origin story. He shows up on the scene in Metropolis, and it's an episode that pins Shazam against Superman um, through the of course, sinister plot of Lex Luthor. 
And it just, for me, when it, I remember before the Shazam movie came out, I remember when everyone started talking about the idea of a Shazam movie, I always said the Superman the Animated Series and Justice League have... They have the story. The story's already in the animated shows. You all you got to do is look back on it, and it's there. the 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 bones, the bare bones of what you can do, are right there. And I always thought that, you know, a great a great Shazam movie is also a great Superman movie because what better way to reinstall the classic true values of Superman with by by introducing a new hero to the scene. It, it would have worked, in my opinion, I think it would have worked really well for Henry Cavill and Zack Schneider's interpretation of Superman. I think it would have actually done phenomenal. And I think the 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 combination of the two, especially for where Kal-El was in Man of Steel and BVS and Justice League, I think if they if we had if they had delayed Justice League and done Shazam before J- Justice League, I think that would have been great because then you could have Billy Batson, who still has that childlike value of what truth and justice are supposed to be, mixed with Henry Cavill questioning his, uh, you know, I'm not uh, Kal El and uh, Clark questioning his role in reality after uh, Batman v Superman. If you had kept, you know, if you had the characters, both characters existing at the same time, I think it really would have driven forward a character in Superman that truly was able to rebuild himself and reestablish his core values thanks to Shazam and thanks to Billy Batson, not only as a fan of superheroes, but as a new superhero in himself. So that's my my little spiel on that. But I really, uh, some of my favorites um, of, Man of, of Superman, of course, have always come from the, uh, the animated shows. I love him. I love the Superman from Justice League, the animated series, and Justice League Unlimited. He's just, he's just the perfect kind of Superman. He's got that. He's got just enough complexity to him, but he stays true to what he, his values are. He makes hard decisions that have steep ramifications for the DC universe, and it just works. It plays well to any audience member, and it always frustrates me when I see that, you know. Other interpretations just can't seem to find that fine line. But that being said, Superman as a character, I think is it's a it's a it's a great character. It's it, it was a character designed to bring hope during war. Superman was one of those characters that was created, you know, back when we as a country and we as a people and the men of the military and, and others, we needed characters that could instill hope, instill courage, and instill a positivity that just wasn't there for many people at the time. And to this day, he does that. He is an alien. He is he is a, you know, he is a citizen of another world, come into a family of the United States of America, and he is raised in the values of the United States, and he enters into a world that fears him, that doesn't truly understand him or accept him in his role in the world. And it is up to him to be able to find the balance to not only break through the prejudice, break through the hate, break through the fear, but then also be able to lift up those who used to hate and fear him, accept them as people he protects and also accept and also accept and pull up and defend other heroes, other people like himself 
that are misplaced and misunderstood. And he's able to he he he's able to find that ni- amazing balance to be able to represent people like him himself, like um, people with otherworldly powers that are feared. And he's still at the same time able to be respected as um, as an American symbol, even though even though he is from another world, even though he was he wasn't technically born in the country, even though he's not technically a citizen of um, of the United States, he is a citizen of the world and. And the people of the United States view him as a symbol of protection. He is the shield. So I, it just, it's, it's always really a beautiful story when you think about Superman as a character. Everyone says, "Oh, he's a boring character." He, he, maybe his powers are seem limitless, and in in that sense, maybe. But for me, I always view it as he is a, you know, he is an immigrant. He is an immigrant story, and he is the the representation of what what can be the best of all of us in this country. If you look at his story just the bare bones of it, he he is his parents send him to a planet they know that can protect him that where he can thrive and have a second chance at life and he is accepted into a family, a very conservative family there at as well and is raised with the core values of Midwest America. And from those core values, he is able to find a way to not only represent himself as a citizen of the United States, but also as a citizen of Krypton, an an immigrant, and also and someone who can help this world, help make it better. He's not the threat. He is the he is a, a solution, and he is capable of raising everyone equally up with him. And that, for me, is the most positive creative and inspirational story that I can think of, especially as being a son of immigrant uh, grandparents. You know, um, you know, my my grandparents came here when they were uh, in their 20s and they had nothing. They came to New York. They they made a living for themselves. They had a family and they were able to give my father and his siblings opportunities that they may have never had if they had stayed in the country that they were. And I'm, you know, I, I always think about that when I think of Superman, when I think of Superman, I think of my family's origins and how, how relatable that is and how relatable it is to really everyone of the United States, no matter, no matter how, how, how long your family has been here, no matter how many generations back it goes at some point in time, your ancestors came to this country or your ancestors and even even back you want to go back even further if you're of uh if you're of native american descent you know uh the human race at some point traveled to this continent from from somewhere else and they made a home here and they and they raised their children and their children raised their children and and it just kept going um you know so we are all immigrants of some form we are all equal in that sense. So it's it's just that's how I view Superman. Superman is just like that. He is an immigrant. It's an immigrant story. And it is is a beautiful one. Um, I don't really have any comic books uh, for today, guys. I do apologize about that. Um, we do also have a little bit of sad news. Um, DC has just uh, officially canceled Swamp Thing. Uh, I haven't even gotten a chance to watch the show yet. It's a... Uh, uh, DC Universe streaming uh, TV show. 
Um, I was really excited for it because I love horror comics. I love the interpretation of some of these comics. I've always thought that Batman could be really good if it was a horror film. If you if you took it from the perspective of the goons and the villains, uh, and and picture Batman as like the boogeyman of Gotham, like he's he 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 really is a sinister character. If you think about it from from the villains' perspective, they're the ones that are trying to just get back to normality but there's this thing out there that just breaks the system down and and instills fear in ev- anyone who really considers themselves a thief or a crook so that's i've always thought of that and i've always liked the co- character of swamp thing i've never read the core original comics um i'm always i've always been trying to wait for the omnibuses to go down in price so i can just buy them all and just binge them um but we're going to wait on that. Um, a big thing that if you're a comic book fan, you'll probably have been following this. Um, Event Leviathan just started publishing. I'm going to wait um, uh, until this series is is finished. Uh, I'm really excited for it. I love the fact that we have new villains. I, I've uh, I've unfortunately been spoiled on some of the, the new Justice League villains that have come out. Um, but that being said... Uh, I'm I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till all the series are finished, and then I'm gonna buy them as book collections. Cause uh, it just it's just so much easier instead of having to wait issue to issue. I can do that with TV shows. I'm okay with that on TV shows. But when it comes to my comic books, I want it to feel like an open and shut story, especially when I'm buying the issues. Um, we've got some Marvel news as well. Uh, E3 has just uh, wrapped up, and at E3. Uh, there was an announcement of a new video game uh, by Square Enix and Marvel, and it is an Avengers game. Uh, completely redesigns for characters. Uh, they are not based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A lot of that, too, if I'm remembering correctly, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the Marvel video game side does not communicate with the Marvel film side. It is not connected. There is no control there. Um, but I'm okay with that. Uh, the design, I li- actually like the designs. I like Captain America's suit in this game. It actually looks like a military suit. It doesn't look like this clean, polished suit that's made for one person. It feels like a, like you know, like a police military uniform rather than a full-on, you know, superhero costume. It doesn't feel that way. Same with the Iron Man suit. The Iron Man suit feels a little bit more practical in the way that the suit builds itself and. and uh, how Tony's able to take off the helmet. It, it, it kind of makes a little more sense to me. Um, I like the Thor design. The Thor design is great too. Um, the Black Widow design is like, eh, and I'm not even talking about physicality-wise. I'm talking about the hair. There's something about the hair physics in this game that just, it, it feels like the early 2010s, the way this game's hair physics work, but it's okay. What can you do? Hulk looks great, of course. Hulk looks great. Um, I'm really excited for it. Really excited to see where they take the story. Um, it's it's really cool too because we've got Taskmaster again. We have we have two video games now that have had Taskmaster in it. We uh, he's in the Spider-Man game um, by Insomniac, and now he's officially one of the villains for Avengers Marvel by Square Enix. So that I'm I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna see, I'm probably gonna rent it and play it for a few days if I can, and we'll see. Yeah. So, guys, listen, that's everything I've got for the show today. I'm going to wrap things up here. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Uh, I know I will. Uh, I've got some things I'm looking forward to 
for the rest of the week. I hope you are too. I hope you're hunkering down with a great comic. This is gonna be I this is gonna be a long episode. I didn't I didn't realize how long I was talking for. So hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I'm gonna wrap it up now. As always, have an elsewhere instead of mind, have an open mind, and I'll catch you guys here on Friday.